Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is February 27th. Mining analyst Kobe Kushner recently visited two junior lithium projects in Brazil as he met with the Sigma Lithium and Latin Resources teams. Stay tuned for his key takeaways and highlights from the trip. But first, kicking us off is Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot to provide drill result updates from both F3 Uranium and Orion Resources, followed by Timothy Lee, Mining Analyst, with a breakdown of Aston Minerals' initial resource estimate from its Boomerang Nickel project. So with that, David, what's top of mind for you? Well, thank you for the kind introduction, and welcome to episode 38 of our research roundup. The first company I'd like to discuss today is F3 Uranium, formerly known as Fission 3.0. It is FUU on the TSX Venture. Now, we do not rate the stock at this time, but F3 is an investment banking client of Red Cloud Securities. The discovery of the JR zone is still in its infancy and catching the imagination of investors. High-grade uranium was discovered on the A1 shear on its Patterson Lake North or PLN property. This is located in the southwest corner of the Athabasca Basin. And this high-grade discovery is located just north of the 130 million pound Triple R and the 337 million pound Aero deposits that are owned by Fission Uranium and NextGen Energy. Neither of those stocks are rated by Red Cloud. The discovery was announced in November with assays provided in December 2022. The discovery whole returned assays of 7% U308 over 15 meters and included a high-grade intersect of 18.6% over 5.5 meters. This is amongst the best discovery hole ever announced in the basin, and hopefully that is a testament of what is to come. So assays are back from all four holes from the 2022 drill program that intersected the zone. The average of the four holes is 5% over 8 meters true thickness. Now, based on what we see from scintillometer results announced by the company, I believe the grade will come down somewhat as assays fill out towards the fringes of the zone. I'd expect we're likely looking at a deposit that could average in the 1.5% to 2.5% range, which is in line with the nearby Triple R and Arrow and other basement-hosted deposits in the Athabasca Basin. F3 Uranium is now at 12 holes into a 20-hole winter drill program, and we're awaiting assays as drilling systematically tests the shear zone at 15-meter centers. Last week's news was important. Scintillometer results were provided for four holes, including three to the south of the discovery hole. Notably, the zone was extended by another 30 meters to the south. The only hole drilled on line 45 was 21 meters thick, which is the thickest hole intersection to date. So JR zone now measures 75 meters long strike and up to 50 meters wide, at least on the discovery section where uranium mineralization has been intersected by five drill holes. And the zone remains open in all directions. The stock has performed exceptionally well since the discovery. It's traded as high as 46 cents last week and currently has a market cap of 140 million. This is up from 8 cents and a market cap of 22 million just before the discovery. We anticipate the stock to continue to outperform should drilling extend the zone further to the south and expand the width of the deposit on existing sections. So stay tuned, Red Cloud is watching this story very closely. The second company I'd like to discuss today is Orion Resources. We rate the stock as a buy with a $1.50 target price. Orion is also a Red Cloud investment banking client. This is a company that has a lot going on. Orion has a district-scale land package in the central Lapland Greenstone Belt in Finland. 
This is a tier one jurisdiction and Finland ranks very high for mining investment. And this has been attracting exploration and investment dollars, resulting in over 20 discoveries since 2016, with many of those having been made on Orion properties. Orion and its partner B2 Gold have recently doubled exploration spending on the JV property in an effort to expand the new Helmi zone and make new discoveries. Recent drilling at its 100% owned RISTI project has identified some of the most significant mineralization in the area to date. Karaselka scout drilling has intersected very wide and strong gold mineralization. While I wouldn't call this a new discovery, previous drill results weren't nearly as strong and holes weren't drilled deeper than 70 meters vertical. But hole 27 assays were recently announced. Total composite mineralization totaled almost one gram per ton gold over 170 meters from at least four zones. The key intercept is 2.4 grams per ton over 56 and a half meters, including a high-grade core of 17 grams per ton over almost 6 meters. Gold occurs within altered and deformed mafic volcanic rocks and local graphitic sediments. Now, this is similar to the nearby Helmi discovery, the 5.1 million ounce Akari deposit next door owned by Rupert Resources, and the past-producing Sataporo gold and copper mine. We view this hole very positively. It highlights the potential of a very large mineralizing system at Karaselka. Other nearby holes are also demonstrating gold intercepts. Hole 29 was drilled just 50 meters to the west, and it returned 1.2 grams per ton gold over almost 20 meters and 2.3 grams per ton over 11.3 meters. Other nearby holes also identified platinum, palladium, copper, and cobalt, and we believe all these are worthy of follow-up. The success that Orion has been having over the past year or so has likely been the result of systematic completion of geophysical surveys and base of till gold sampling surveys. The base of till sampling helps indicate highly prospective areas for gold mineralization. It's an exploration method that was instrumental in leading to the discovery of the large Ikari deposit next door. We believe Orion is the stock to watch. It has performed very well over the past three months, up about 40% since it started to announce these drill results from Karaselka. We anticipate the company to continue exploring in this area and anticipate a share price re-rating should it continue to have exploration success. So that's all for me. What do you have for us today, Tim? Thanks, David. We will now shift to the nickel space as this week Aston Minerals reported an initial resource estimate for the Boomerang Nickel Cobalt Deposit on its 100% owned Edelston property, located just south of Timmins, Ontario. Aston is ASO on the ASX, and Aston is a Red Cloud investment banking client. The initial resource includes the Bardwell area, which has been the main focus of the company's drilling to date as well as additional areas along the Boomerang intrusion totaling nearly 4.5 kilometers of strike length. Using a 0.265% nickel equivalent, cutoff grade, the resource includes a total of just over 1 billion tons grading 0.27% nickel and 0.01% cobalt. In other words, 0.3% nickel equivalent. Of this, about 15% is in the indicated category, and the remainder is inferred. The deposit contains a significant higher-grade core, with a total of 471 million tons, or 45% of the total, sitting above a higher cutoff grade of 0.295%. Notably, at a lower cutoff grade of 0.15%, about in line with that used at the Dumont project across the border in Quebec, the boomerang resource increases to 1.7 billion tons, 
For comparison, the resource at Dumont totals 2.2 billion tons. The nickel deposit at Boomerang still has significant exploration upside potential, both at depth and along strike, and the company has identified other geophysical targets on the property that have yet to be drill tested. In our view, this resource is a significant positive milestone for Aston. The company has brought Boomerang forward rapidly from an initial concept to a sizable resource in 18 months. Notably, at a similar cutoff grade, this resource is already nearly 80% of the size of the more advanced Dumont project. Based on this resource, as well as the recently announced resource on Aston's Edelston Gold deposit, we have changed our rating from a buy speculative with no target to a buy rating and a 40 cent Australian target. Over to you, Kobe. Thanks, Tim. Let's move on over to Brazil, where we just returned from a site visit to Sigma Lithium. SGML on the Toronto Venture, we have a buy rating $56 target and Latin Resources, LRS on the ASX, a not-rated stock. The general takeaway is the upside at both projects is still very much intact. I'll start with Sigma. So after landing in Arisway, we took a bus for half an hour down a paved highway. Things were very busy at site. Hundreds of people are building what we believe will be a world-class lithium mine. The company is 100% done the detailed engineering work. Procurement of equipment is 90% complete. The DMS plant is still being commissioned, but it's about 80% complete. It should be up and running in March. The crushing plant is basically done, really just putting on the finishing touches there. Uh, We saw it running at about 50% capacity. The two phase one pits are being stripped. Blasting has begun. Materials are being mined and ore is being stockpiled. Overall, everything appears to be on schedule for initial production in April. We learned of a few sources of upside that Sigma has underpromoted, if anything. All the near-surface mineralization that has the more weathered pegmatites were not included in the resource and reserve model. But this material, which so far is ore grade, will get mined in the early days of mining. Recall this company is doing very simple processing, a DMS-only operation. Recoveries are between 50 to 70% depending on which phase, so some material will be going to the dry stack tailings. Now this tailings material has economic grades. That means there's potential for Sigma to sell their tailings. At current prices, we suspect the tailings could fetch at least 1000 bucks a ton, which is huge considering that the all-in costs are half of that. Plus, the idea of not needing to store tailings is big on its own, at least while concentrate prices are fetching over six grand a ton. The project still has plenty of resource growth potential. We've already heard all about phase one operations, which is currently undergoing construction. We've seen studies for phase two and three, and we've heard about the upcoming resource estimate for phase four. Each phase is basically a mining plan for a separate pegmatite, and we already knew that there was a lot of room for each pegmatite deposit to grow. But now, looking at the entire region, it appears that maybe phase four is even just the start. There's no shortage of drill targets on the property and pegmatites that deserve to be drilled, and we suspect that we're talking about somewhere closer to nine phases here. In other words, we think Roto de Sorello is going to become a generational asset. So from Sigma, we drove about an hour and a half north to get to Latin Resources' flagship Salinas project. Tony Greenaway, the VP Exploration, led the tour alongside his team of local geologists. We learned about the backstory behind this project. When Sigma started putting out drill results in 2017, 
Latin recognized it and wanted in on the action. They put their Catamarca project temporarily on the back burner as they ventured into Brazil. Latin's exploration manager, a very knowledgeable geo by the name of Pedro, mapped all 140 kilometers from south of Sigma to north of Salinas, tracing the schist granite contact, which runs north-south, where Sigma's pegmatites occur. It took them two years to map it. Latin acquired what they thought was the most prospective part of that contact and made a genuine grassroots lithium pegmatite discovery, which the company started drilling this time last year and put out a 13 million ton resource at year end at the Kalina deposit. The maiden resource is very much in line to the maiden resource that Sigma put out in 2018. So something we learned is that the Kalina West target and the Kalina deposit are actually part of the same system. Kalina is an entire pegmatite field with several shallow stacked dikes of varying thicknesses. The drill results at Kalina West speak for themselves. It's looking like Kalina West might actually be a lot bigger than the Kalina deposit itself. And keep in mind that the Kalina deposit has an expiration target of up to 22 million tons. So Kalina West is taking shape. Drilling thus far has defined a 500 meter strike by 300 meters up dip. It's looking like this will likely expand, perhaps in the range of 700 meters strike by 500 meters down dip. So assuming 40 meters of cumulative pegmatite thicknesses, that should put them at at least 30 million tons just for Kalina West, which in our view is more than enough material to potentially warrant an open pit mine. So the bottom line is we think that the existing 13 million ton resource has lots of room to grow and perhaps more than double. The location's great, the exploration camp is an existing hotel right off the main highway, right outside the city. QAQC procedures are well in place. The 65,000 meter drill program is well underway, and we expect it to expand with the addition of two RC rigs. The RC rigs will test more of the regional targets. The structural corridor that hosts the pegmatites is wide open to the southwest, and there's really no geologic reason to suggest that the system might be cut off. We might see a few more Kalinas pop up. So recall that Sigma went from a maiden resource in 2018 to building a mine five years later. We think Latin has potential to do the same thing, potentially quicker given that COVID slowdowns appear to be behind them. While we don't think investors missed the boat on Sigma, we do think Latin is really shaping up to be something comparable. Sigma 2.0, if you will. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.